KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning, I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Wednesday, August 2nd. More first responders are dying by suicide than in the line of duty. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. The San Diego City Council has approved a plan to use cameras mounted in city streetlights to record video in public areas. The 7-2 vote by the council followed hours of public testimony yesterday. Most of it opposed use of the cameras. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria and SDPD see the cameras as a vital crime-fighting tool. Privacy and civil rights advocates claim it's an invasion of privacy and will encourage over-policing in communities of color. Cameras and streetlights have been used by police in the past decade, but public controversy has made them off-limits to police use since 2020. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted a third time this time on four felony counts accusing him of working to overturn the 2020 election. While the indictment describes the events of January 6, Trump was not charged for inciting violence at the Capitol. Former U.S. Attorney for California's Southern District, Carol Lamb, says she believes excluding that charge is the right decision. Because that would be such a difficult case to bring. It would involve so many different witnesses. It would involve trying to get into the heads of the people who broke into the Capitol that day. I think what Jack Smith really has his eye on now is can he bring a lean, efficient case that can be tried relatively quickly. Lamb says some of the charges Trump faces carry a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Trump responded on his social media platform, Truth Social, saying prosecutors want to interfere with his 2024 presidential campaign. San Diego County's Department of Animal Services is waiving pet adoption fees this month as part of a national Clear the Shelters effort. Shelters in the county are nearly full of animals. All animals adopted from county shelters will be spayed or neutered, have vaccinations, a microchip, and a one-year license for dogs. You can see all animals available for adoption on the county's Animal Services Adoptions page. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me. For more than local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. We often hear about the dangers first responders face on the job, but in recent years, more of them are dying by suicide than in the line of duty. Reporter Kitty Alvarado introduces us to the first responders working to make a change. A warning, this story begins with a description of a violent attack and includes discussion of suicide. 
this is me going one-on-one going, whoa, whoa, buddy, like easy, easy. And I know I'm in trouble. Even though this body camera footage was taken more than nine years ago, firefighter paramedic Ben Vernon can remember every second. Oh, oh, cover now! Cover now, cover now, cover now! An onlooker interfering with San Diego Fire and Rescue's Engine 4 crew first attacked security guards, then took a knife out and stabbed two of the people called there to help. An army of firefighters and police officers answered the call to save them. In that moment, he felt the brotherhood was real. The ambulance pulled in, and there were tons of my people already in the parking lot waiting for me. Not always a good thing. The first thing the trauma team does is it's called trauma naked. And so they stripped me naked in front of half my damn department. And, and I knew I knew I was hurt because I didn't care. He thought he put the attack behind him when he went home from the hospital. I started having horrific nightmares. I would wake up screaming, soaked in sweat, and I'd only been in bed for an hour, hour and a half. This became routine. I'm in real trouble here. Like, I don't know what to do. Uh-oh, like, what is this? This is post-traumatic stress syndrome something first responders will have to deal with at some point in their careers. Ignoring it can have deadly consequences. In recent years, more firefighters and police officers are dying by suicide than in the line of duty. Dr. Heejin Che. PTSD um, is really a, an imbalance of brain function. Che is one of the leading experts in healing the brain after a traumatic brain injury or psychological trauma brought on by an incident like Vernon's. Understanding what they went through is really a, a start of a, a healing journey. Che gained a lot of knowledge from treating thousands of service members and is now at the Institutes of Health in San Diego. They developed a special program to heal first responders from injuries to the brain they suffer on the job. We call it concussion or mild traumatic brain injury. That's all injury to the connections between brain cells that MRI, CAT scan don't pick up. They think it's themselves, there's something wrong with them, but it's actually the injury. Chase says it's not always just one incident. It can be caused by suppressing emotions while exposed to trauma over and over. Any kind of changes in the pattern of their thoughts, their, their emotion, inability to reset after each day or after each week, that's actually a good warning sign that you should get some help. But when the helpers need help, it's hard for them to admit. Suck it up buttercup is what they used to tell you. Retired SDFR Captain Paul Alvernez says it's part of the old school firefighter culture. Oh no, not only did I not think I'd come here, I was that tough captain that might belittle you if you told me you were going to come here. I was part of that fire department culture, the same culture we're trying to get rid of. He spots a lot of issues with what's required of today's first responders, essentially going at a pace that's not sustainable. Alvernus says that vicious cycle contributed to his issues and took the life of one of his brothers. To this day, it haunts me that I spoke to him. It was 15 days before he killed himself. He thought he had it under control until he didn't. I got in trouble. My mouth lost my temper. I mean, irrational. I had people reaching out to me that said, hey, you need some help. Vernon and Alvernus say, in a moment of despair, that could have been their ending too. After two or three weeks of no sleep, suicide was an option. I'll tell you, I have my concerns because I was in a dark place. 
Vernon is now fully healed and part of the army that runs to save their own. Thanks to his new mission to educate firefighters around the country, he worries about those not stepping forward. That's the number that keeps me awake at night. Who out there in my department is struggling in silence? And it scares me because we've had two suicides. Alvernes came out of retirement to lead by example. He now welcomes firefighters to the Institutes of Health, the place that healed him. I gotta know that I did my part. We don't want any more suicides. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. If you or someone you love is struggling with thoughts of suicide, there is help. The number to call is 988. First responders should reach out to their wellness program as well. The San Diego City Council earlier this week approved spending money earmarked for park improvements on a freeway exit. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has the story. The Quince Drive off-ramp from northbound 163 in Balboa Park has been closed for months. Winter storms damaged the off-ramp, which is one of the least used on the whole freeway. But city staff say it needs to reopen urgently. So they asked the council to divert $1.7 million from a fund dedicated to improving parks. Councilmember Joe LaCava said he supports the repair work, but that park money shouldn't go to freeways. I do have a problem with the fact that we're using those regional park improvement funds to do that as opposed to street funds um, or storm drain funds or whatever might be applicable given the improvements you're doing. The council voted 7-2 to approve the funding reallocation, which staff say won't impact any other park projects. The city hopes to reopen the off-ramp by the end of the year. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, how MLB is working to ensure fraudulent memorabilia stays out of stores. We watch baseball differently than the average fan because we're following the ball. and We keep track of everyone who touches the ball, where the ball goes, and, and how it comes out of play. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Did you know there are current or former police officers with special jobs at baseball games? They're not there as security, but checking balls, bats, and other items from the games. Reporter Matt Hoffman followed along with two official MLB authenticators. 
That's the sound of Alika Williams stepping up for his first ever major league at bat. The 24-year-old Pittsburgh Pirates infielder is making his major league debut at Petco Park. It's a moment that the San Diego native will never forget. It was awesome to be able to do it, you know, in the hometown and have so many family and friends come out and support and it was amazing. <laughs> Debuts don't happen every day in baseball, so when they do, it's a moment Major League Baseball wants to officially mark. Hours before Williams' big moment, MLB authenticator J.C. Smith was preparing. If he gets in the game, he's going to want a lot of items authenticated. Smith is part of a team of six at Petco Park who authenticate items from each game. That means they watch every pitch, every swing, every hit, and every out very carefully. If anything significant happens, from a major milestone, to a no-hitter, to a first-ever at-bat, they'll track the ball and any other equipment involved. We watch baseball differently than the average fan. It's not just balls they're watching. Anything from broken bats to base pads and jerseys could come their way. After something like a ball comes off the field, it's passed to them, and they label it with a hologram sticker that identifies the item as legit. They also detail how it was used during the game. Steve Villalobos has been an MLB authenticator since 2006. It's a witness-based program that we do, so we have to see something to be able to authenticate it. Some of the items authenticated will end up going back to players or even the team. Some of it will also be sold to fans. MLB authenticators also specialize in verifying that autographs are real. If it has the shiny silver hologram sticker, it's legit. The authentication is everything. Sean Daly bought a replica lineup card for his son Max. It has an autograph from one of their favorite players, CJ Abrams. Daly has some peace of mind knowing that the signature is real and he can go online and read all about the item's backstory. I didn't realize you can just scan the QR code here. It takes you to a site and it tells you the context. It was this inning, it was this bat. MLB's authentication program covers every team in the league, but it actually got started here in San Diego. In the late 90s, early 2000s, Padres legend Tony Gwynn noticed his signature was being forged. He helped to launch an investigation that revealed a massive forgery scandal that was uncovered by the FBI. Everybody realized there's a problem here. Michael Posner leads MLB's authentication program. He says it was necessary because people were faking autographs and claiming that items came from games when they simply didn't. If there's no way to put, you know, a stamp on it and say, this is it, this is how we witnessed it, people have the opportunity to forge it because there's there's a vacuum in the space. And generally, when there's a vacuum in the space, bad actors come in. And we have been very, very proactive about trying to keep those people out of the business. MLB only hires current or former law enforcement to be authenticators. They say they do that because of their training on how to handle evidence. Smith spent 26 years with the San Diego Police Department and then worked for the district attorney's office. Villalobos was with SDPD for 32 years. He says there is some crossover. We have to see it. It has to get to us. We have to document it. So it'll be the same thing as at an evidentiary scene. After the game, San Diego native Alika Williams had his debut jersey authenticated and Smith was there to mark the moment. I had to watch the jersey actually come off Williams when he came off the field um, because they can't just give us any jersey and say, hey, this was the one he was wearing. I have to 
I have to see it. It's almost like in, in court for law enforcement that we have to testify that we saw the evidence and where it came from. Since 2001, MLB says more than 6 million items have been authenticated. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Operation Hope North County has a mission to help house families with children experiencing homelessness. And the shelter has been given a full renovation, along with new furniture and new walls, a lot of new color. Reporter Tanya Thorne explains. Earlier this year, Operation Hope North County in Vista was given a full renovation that transformed their property. 66% of our population is children. And it's apparent to anyone that comes and volunteers here. It's apparent to anyone that works here. It's apparent to anyone that visits us. Jimmy Figueroa is the executive director of the homeless shelter for families with children and single moms. When the renovation was complete, he knew the kids space needed more than blank walls. And for that, Figueroa enlisted the help of local artists. Michelle Guerrero goes by Mr. B Baby. I really strongly believe in art and I believe that it really can transform a, a place. And so I'm happy to be able to provide this for these kids and really like turn this environment into something beautiful and colorful that they're excited to be a part of. What were once blank and brown walls are now filled with colors and art that Figueroa hopes the kids will see and know it's for them. They saw something being created that was intentionally created for them. And I think that would make any of us feel special. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.